0: Good afternoon. This is Max Musings, and you are here at uh, WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts. And uh, we are producing a program called Max Musings, and we uh, broadcast the program once a month, and it's about a 30-minute session where we uh, interview local authors. Today we are pleased to have with us a local author by the name of Jane Willen. Welcome, Jane.
1: Hello. Great to be here, Mark. I love the studio. This is really pretty cool.
0: Isn't it neat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, neat. Uh, everyone here mostly is all volunteer. Uh, we come in and do a lot of variety of different things. There's a f- few full-time people, but uh, we uh, help out with all kinds of town events, so mm. it's a yeah. really uh, exciting place to, uh, to be. And it's also a place where kids from the local high school can learn about... Oh, that's about awesome. Uh, video production, etc., mm. and maybe take it on as a career. So today, what I know that you, uh, by looking in your bio, I know that you have uh, published uh, several books and also some cookbooks, too, and some mystery novels. Uh, so let's just get started about, uh, how did you get started in writing?
1: Well, before we start, I have to tell you, I didn't publish those cookbooks. There's actually an author out there with my exact name, Jane Willen, and she's a cookbook author. Oh, no. But I think it's pretty funny because people have actually seen the shadow of Death and thought it was a cookbook, which I think is a pretty crazy title for a cookbook. Oh, oh my God. The Shadow of De- or The Hour of Death. I see, I made the yeah. same mistake. Dinner Hour, Hour of Death, not good, not good. But anyways, no, that's okay. She's much better published than I am, so. So you asked me how did I get started writing? Yes, some... yes. Well, I haven't always been a writer. Like, a lot of my colleagues and writing friends, they've been writing since, you know, age four, but I've always been a reader, a very big reader. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, about 20 years ago, I had a job where I worked at an MRI clinic, and All I did was I sat behind the desk, and when somebody came in, I gave them their paperwork. That's all I did. I did that all day long. Oh, boy. And so I got very bored. So in between patients, I would read, and I found I read a novel every day. So after I read about teen novels, I thought, I'm going to start writing. So I started writing, but all I had behind that desk was email. So I wrote a chapter a day of a book, and I just emailed it to myself at home. So that's <laughs> how I started writing. What an interesting way to get started. Yeah. Out, Out of, of sheer boredom, I began to write. Yeah.
0: That is so, and and to be able to read a novel a day, that is uh, unbelievable, because I'm an awful slow reader. It takes me weeks to get through one, just one novel, but uh, some people are fast readers, and mm-hmm. so I'm glad that you have that ability that's great. So uh, so you were writing some uh, articles or uh, stories. Were they complete books or just like? Uh... No,
1: I started with a complete book. I wrote a novel that's never seen the light of day. It's called The Tree Climbers. And okay. I haven't even looked at it in 10 years. I wonder what it looks like. But I wrote that novel and I found I just loved doing it. And oh, yes. and so I started, I, I started, you know, working on the craft of writing. Yes, yes And then I went into science writing and I worked as a freelancer in science writing. And so yes. and then I, I kept working at my craft of writing and kept working and then eventually wrote The Shadow of Death, which was published.
0: Oh, that's, that's good. That's uh, how you got started. So have you published anything in magazines, like articles like that? Or? A little
1: bit. I did a social justice article that I published with um, I'm a pastor of a church in the United Church of Christ. Christ yes. and I published an article about immigration with one of our magazines and I write for the Worcester Telegram every couple of months. I do an article for Keeping the Faith. In fact, I'm writing one for this week, for this Saturday. And uh, you know, I do a lot of writing as a pastor because I.
0: That's interesting Mm because you know, once you get it, the bug in your head, you want to be able to express yourself and yeah, and uh, either in a newsletter or as a a sermon to Mm -hmm. uh, for Mm -hmm. the church or even uh, emails too. Yeah, so that's great because I uh, belonged to a group uh, called the Romeo uh, retired old men eating out. And, uh, I know that group, only
1: I thought the R stood for something else. But, oh. oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Retired. Okay. Got
0: it. But uh, anyway, uh, I started to write a blog, and then the blog turned into... Uh, uh, books oh, that, cool. uh, people said, "Gee, those that, those are interesting uh, stories you're telling on the blog. Why don't you uh, turn it into a book?" Book, mm-hmm. and and so uh, the the actual events on the blog became fictitious stories mm-hmm. that eventually mm-hmm. I started to write. So, well, that's great. So, so your first book, I noticed that your book uh, takes place at an abbey in Wales. Yes. Did uh, have you traveled there, or have you been there, or how come you picked that setting?
1: When I first started writing *The Shadow of Death*, I had never been to Wales, but I really loved English mysteries where there's a vicar and a village, and most of them are set in England or you know, like in the Cotswolds or something. Some are set in Scotland, but I hadn't heard of any set in Wales. And even though I hadn't been to Wales, I loved it because as a kid I read that book *How Green Is My Valley*. Oh yes, yes. and, and the, the narrator is a child, at least in the beginning of the book. And so I loved Wales from that book. So I just uh, set my book in Wales, and it's really a perfect mystery area. You know, it's very, you know, it's it's steeped in in pagan religion and you know hills and valleys, and it's just lovely. So. But then I did go there after I read, I re- wrote *The Shadow of Death*. My husband and I spent part of our um, our tenth anniversary in Wales. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was really neat. And then yeah. after that, I wrote *The Hour of Death*. So.
0: See? Oh, good, good, good. It's nice to, uh, because you describe the setting so vividly, so mm. you know that either from your imagination or from your own experience, you're able to project.
1: Right. Well, I use Google a lot, so I Googled yeah. all these photos. I course. know.
0: <laughs> Google is so great. That I know. You can almost uh, fly around the world.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: mm. On Google. uh uh, originally, I, I uh, was born in Chelsea, Massachusetts, and uh, so I haven't been there for years, but I went on Google, and I went to Google Maps, and you could actually take a virtual trip oh, cool. down the streets of yeah. Chelsea on Google Maps, and I was going down some of the streets that I grew uh-huh. up in and taking lefts and rights, and it's a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So you, you got your... You thought that that was a great setting mm-hmm. uh, for for you. Um, I've been reading um, the Kindle version of um, uh, one of you, one of you. I forget which one I'm reading here, but this is uh, Sister Agatha who discovers uh, that the uh, sexton has been killed, and I think that's the sexton mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the person who helps out at the church. Uh, maybe that's has uh, got two books mixed up. No, there. no, that's correct. Yeah, that's the Shadow of mm-hmm. Death. Yeah. And uh, so now she's trying to piece together uh, all the uh, evidence, and she's writing on an app. You know, mm-hmm, yes. that's, <laughs> this, that's the, the latest one. But I, I, I got the Kindle version. Slowly making my way th- through mm-hmm. that, and it's very, very. Interesting. You have some interesting characters in there. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, develop a character? How do you... Uh,
1: do you uh, well, I'm... I started first with the characters before plot. So I just liked Sister Agatha. She just kind of appeared for me. And actually, I think I got my inspiration for Sister Agatha by watching Call the Midwife. Oh, you yes, watch Call yes. The... And I forget Sister Angelina. Okay, The, yes. the one who dies. Oh, spoiler alert. Of the... <laughs> if you haven't seen Season 5 of... <laughs> of um, but I, I like that because there are Anglican nuns in that story. And so I think those nuns inspired Sister Agatha. But then she just kind of took off on her own. I've been watching a lot of uh, Father Brown. Yes. Uh-huh. TV
0: and Grantchester mm-hmm. and, and uh, some of those. And they're always uh, very interesting. And it's a, it's a break from regular commercial TV where you... Right, uh, right. So it, they're very, very interesting. Um, so right now, you're in the middle of, uh, right, you wrote these two books here, and you have these characters, uh, Sister Ag- Agatha and Father Swellen. I guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: Selwyn, it. Father Selwyn. S- Selwyn. You, Your Welsh isn't as good as it should <laughs> it be. <might. laughs> I, I noticed that, <laughs> too, that there's a lot of Ys and Xs at I the know. end of uh, words. Well, there's
1: I, a great audio book for each one of them, the audio, and the woman who is the narrator for the audio is is Welsh. Oh, okay. oh, and she's excellent. Yes. She's excellent. And so if you like listening to audiobooks, you should listen to these. They're very fun to listen to.
0: So how do you pronounce the name of the
1: Abbey? Gwenefie.
0: When f- G- do you Do you pronounce the W at the Gw- end?
1: Uh, you kind of do. Fui. Fwee. Gwenefie. Gwenefie. Fweed. Gwenefie. Fweed. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to listen to the audio again. It helps me. <laughs> <'Cause that was laughs> my, getting... my Welsh is kind of rusty. Yeah, yeah. So...
0: So I like I love that. Um, so you've got these two books. Now, how difficult was it? Uh, once you when you how long did it take you to write a uh, the entire
1: book? The first book took a lot longer. It took about at least two years of kind of working on it. Okay. But then the last five months, I just really wrote it. Okay. And then the second book, I had a deadline, and so that took about two months. I just wrote it. Yeah, I wrote that way too fast.
0: Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. I. Yeah.
1: I wanted to make my deadline, so I
0: did. Did you uh, did you treat it as a job, like yes. uh, eight to five, or you know, or whatever? More like
1: five to eight. I would get up at 5 (laughs) a.m. because I have a day job. So I, you know, have to go to that. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes.
0: So you spent some uh, every day doing that Mm -hmm. and uh, finally got. Then you uh, went to a publisher. I have published a few books, but they're Mm self-published. So you've decided to go to an agent or
1: a publisher? Yes, I have an agent uh, in New York. Fabulous, wonderful woman. She's with Panda Literary Agency and she's just excellent. So I sent out about 50 query letters to agents. And I think I got seven positive responses. Positive as in, let's see more of your book. So I sent more. Two were very interested and one person, Stephanie, signed. Great. Good. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be able to. It's exciting.
0: To, someone was interested yes, enough to catch know, on and say, I oh, know. gee, we'd we'll like, we'll love to uh, take a look at.
1: But it, it still means that I was turned down 43 times. So people should not get discouraged if I- you're turned down a bunch.
0: Yeah, I know I, I've been reading uh Stephen King. He said that he's been Turned down about a million times. Yeah. Not <laughs> and, anymore. But yes, and then yes, eventually in the he got uh, published. And right. uh, his wife said, "He, he said he wasn't going to do it." and His wife said, "You better. You've got a gift." So eventually he got.
1: Uh, it helps to have a supportive spouse. My husband is very supportive.
0: That's nice. It's good mm-hmm. to. Uh, He's wonderful. Uh, I myself too. I, I bounce all of the ideas I have off my wife, and uh, she reads some of my stuff and says, "You know, gives me the positive or negative mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, opinion." Well, that's great. So. Uh, um, what else we can say now when you this uh, sister Agatha she stumbles around things how did you uh, decide on uh, her clothing for instance she mm-hmm. has uh, an outfit on that right. that one of the other sisters has knitted
1: I guess or she something? wears a jumper in the second book she has a sweater that's been knitted yes, oh, yes yeah. well I wanted her to be a traditional nun in some ways and so I gave all the nuns at Guinefi Abbey Somewhat traditional habits. Yes, and all different colors too. They all their sweaters are different colors. Uh Yes, and so they're traditional in some ways, but obviously they're non traditional in other ways. I mean, they're always on Skype and they hang out at the pub and they do things. I was criticized by a wonderful woman, uh, a real sister, a real nun, who didn't like it that my nuns were always out and about. So, which was that's a reasonable criticism, but it is fiction, and they do have to, you know, find a dead body and. Solve yeah. the murder, so yeah,
0: bend the truth a little bit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds that sounds super. Do you, do you get any ideas from some of the other television programs like Father Brown or Grantchester? Or I that? think
1: what I get from PBS, you know, the Father Brown stuff, is just sort of a mood, like a feeling. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. I
1: love the I love Father Brown's humor. I love his housekeeper. You now he has these different relationships. I think too the way in Father Brown they handled the constable, the policeman. Yes, yes. You know Father Brown is always kind of putting up. So that's one problem with an amateur sleuth is you have to work in law enforcement somehow. Yeah, yes. So yeah. I yeah. conveniently have in, in the third book, The Tides of Death, I've conveniently sent the the constable off on a vacation, so oh. he's gone. <laughs> no, that's convenient. That's, yeah, I don't convenient. know. Convenient. For the fourth book, I don't know what we'll do, but yeah, he, for now he's on vacation. Yeah. So. Yes, yes. On holiday, as yes. he would say.
0: I noticed that the constable is trying to get always get you out of the picture. You're not supposed to be here. This is not open to the public. Right, and, right. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, but somehow you uh, you get you get all the information that you need. Well, that sounds that sounds good. Um, how did you get interested in becoming a pastor?
1: Well, that's an easier story than how I became a writer. Not quite as. Um, I decided at a very young age that I wanted to go into ministry. And so I'm a member of the United Church of Christ, which is a very leftist progressive, not leftist, but to the left progressive denomination. So I, I was interested in doing that. I went to divinity school in my early 20s. And then after divinity school, I thought, oh, I've had enough of the church. I don't want any more church. So I didn't go to church for 12 years. (laughs) And then then I was living in Cambridge, and I I just kind of—my call to ministry reawakened. And I went back to church, and I kind of fell in love with church all over again. Nice. So I went through the ordination process and was ordained.
0: That is wonderful. That's what, and mm-hmm. I noticed that you've traveled around. I think first you are in Iowa, mm-hmm. I guess, for yep. uh, as a pastor, and yes. then a couple of churches there, and then then over to Paxton. I yes, guess. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: very happy at Paxton. The Congregational Church of Paxton is just an extraordinary congregation.
0: Yeah, and and. Uh, Instead of living in your own apartment, you're living at the patronage or patronage? yeah, the parsonage. Parsonage. Pa- parsonage, the parsonage. Yes, parsonage, uh-huh. yeah. it's
1: near the church. Well, that sounds.
0: Super... Now, does uh, your husband do uh, anything that is familiar, similar to writing, or is it? Uh...
1: In a way, he works at a bank and he does online training. So okay. he develops training for large companies.
0: Okay, so still so writing involved. It's still writing. That, yeah, this, you know, and he does
1: that. all my all my social media, some of my social media stuff. He built that, my website and. Yeah. He's designed an avatar, so keep your eye out for my avatar. <laughs> such, that's, that's an avatar of me.
0: I, I noticed that in one of your um, websites, I guess, you had a, an introduction where you were a picture of you sitting behind a desk. Yes. And walking around. He's at... made
1: a cartoon of me. That, yes. is, that is neat. How do you do that? I how don't do... know. He's very yeah. techie. Yeah, that that is, I'd like
0: to learn how to do that <laughs> myself. Well, okay, so I guess we've covered uh, pretty much a lot of your stuff here. Now, you do have have people want to get in touch with you they can go to your website janewillen.com or they can also get your books on uh, amazon.com but you also have something new uh, coming up Mm -hmm. online Uh, so tell us a little bit about that
1: right I'm in the final revisions of a new series the first book in a new series and it's set in New England and the amateur sleuth is a pastor a congregationalist pastor it's a young woman she was a former marine and she left after she left the marines she went to divinity school and became a pastor and she's now in a small parish in northern vermont trying oh, to trying yeah. to fit into a world she's not familiar with so it's interesting so i've just just about finished it so there's a murder and
0: is there is the series have a name to it or? Well, I don't what? really have
1: a good title yet. Right now, I'm calling it "Murder in Vermont," which um, is a pretty yeah. sad title, but you know, <laughs> something like that.
0: It, it uh, gives you the area, anyway. Right. Well, that sounds super, yeah, and that'll be uh, published uh, by.
1: Well, I'm just about to send it to my agent, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep, see what happens.
0: Good. Well, very good. Well, I don't know whether there's anything else that we can discuss. I think we've hit around uh, 30 minutes or so, but uh, if you uh, have some other things that you'd like to talk about, do uh, you uh –
1: well, just, I'd just like to say thank you for doing this. It's really a wonderful yeah. opportunity for an author to talk about their books. Always yes. appreciate it. Why don't you
0: hold up the book to the camera? Okay. At least you can uh, take a look at that. And the other one, too. Those are super books. Yeah, very good. I have pictures of those that I will interject onto the video part of this. And Anyway, um I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, talking with you, and uh, I think you have such an interesting and inspiring career, too. (laughs) It's it's, uh, uh, jumped around, but uh, now you've found your calling, and uh, Mm -hmm. I hope that the... uh, the mystery writer uh, calling is uh, going to uh, be successful for you. I'm Thank sure you. it will. I think the two books are doing doing well, and uh, so uh, and I thoroughly enjoy reading that type of genre anyway. So oh, good. I um I, I fall in love with that.
1: Oh, there is an article I wrote on clerical mysteries mysteries set you know in a church with a with a pastor or a priest as the detective, and it's in Crime Reads. Okay. So if you Google Crime Reads and my name, you'll see it. It's about all the like the top 10 clerical mysteries out there. Okay. Well, yeah. it's crime, interesting. crime Reads and in uh, your name, yeah. we can get get mm-hmm. to it.
0: Well, that sounds great. Okay. I think we have come to the close of our uh, interview here. Um, I really thoroughly enjoyed having you here, and uh, hopefully everybody will uh, take a look at, at your books on Amazon.com or take a look at your information about you at your uh, website, JaneWilliam.com. So with that, uh, I'd like to say goodbye to our audience. Remember, you can get us uh, once a month at uh, WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts. And this is Mark's Musings, and we will signing off. Bye-bye now.